This is the EWN Podcast Network. Do you know how often identity theft occurs? Every two seconds, affecting even children. The great news is that you and your loved ones don't have to become the next victim. In the Cyber Mindful with Sandra podcast, we'll explore together simple practices that increase the cyber safety of you, your family, and your business. I'm your host, Sandra Esto, and I believe the key to protecting yourself from hackers, scammers, and cyber monsters is rooted in being fully present, both online and offline. This podcast is a conversation among friends. I'm delighted that you are choosing to take charge of your cyber safety because you deserve to have peace of mind online and protect what matters most to you. So let's do this together. Hi, welcome to a new episode of Cyber Mindful with Sandra. I am just so grateful, happy to celebrate with you the beginning of 2023. I mean, can you believe it's 2023? I it, it is incredible. It's just been a few days and and it feels like a renewed energy to me. And let's let's start with summarizing 2022. And I wanna I wanna do uh the summary, you know, everything that has happened, of course, in the cyber world. And it was a record year for the amount of scams, cyber attacks, data breaches, and cryptocurrency highs that happened. Um, we also saw a lot of hacktivism cases. So hacktivism, if you remember in my episode about you know the who are the cyber monsters i explained that hacktivism is the is the combination of cyber hacks or cyber attacks with activism and that's the word hacktivism how it comes from and it's for social cases or political reasons and statements it's it's not so much motivated about money or or about cyber crime per for you know to to get someone's information and monetize on that information, but it's more to make a statement, a social statement, economic statement, or of that nature. Right now, we also saw a lot of it's called state sponsor attacks, which are we talk about another cyber monster here, which is Nasumo, is the nation state cyber monsters, and those are countries that attack each other and countries that you know, have cyber cyber attack techniques that are really disrupted. And so we with that we saw uh, a large number of disrupted services, whether it was infrastructure services like, you know, public services, trains, hospitals, transportations. We we saw some cases where, you know, websites were completely down. We saw um you know public infrastructures like energy companies or electricity companies or you know public infrastructure or public services more more than public infrastructure in general hospitals um 
you know, education. I mean, we sold many things that definitely relate to us as consumer, as citizens. And definitely, you know, when I think about that part of cybersecurity or, or, or that, you know, cybercrime and identity theft and ransomware and all those words that we, you know, that are in the industry to express, you know, and to define the kind of crimes that are committed through technology or through um, the exploitation of, in some cases, our um, our emotions online and how we connect with the online world, how we connect with technology. So it not it's not only like technical, you know, attacks that can happen, but also ta- attacks that can prey in, you know, how we communicate or how we use technology. So now that that is in, in the cyber world. So a lot of things happened, billions of dollars lost, millions of people affected by cybercrime. In fact, over 52 million people or, you know, U.S. citizens were affected by just fraud and scams. I mean, the numbers are staggering. And now this episode, it isn't to bring you all bad news. <laughs> That's not the idea. But it's just to give you a reality of what's what's going on out there. And in the same way, I, I just want to contrast, uh, you know, a year that 2022, you know, created. I, I will say for me, it was a year of opportunity. I want to ask you what 2022 was for you. When, when I say that for me, it was a year of opportunity. It was an opportunity to growth. Um, I, I mentioned to you, I had a car accident last year and that car accident gave me so many opportunities to, to grow and opportunities to learn how to cultivate, you know, my, my mindset, how to cultivate the, the tools that I actually have created and how can I go deeper in the usage of those tools. It allowed also to find a new level of connection with my body because with the accident and the pain and my neck and all of those things that happened, I I have to develop that new, new level of resilience, new level of confidence of how, how can I operate? How can I continue my business? How can I continue to do things even though my body is in pain, even though my body might not feel like it? Or like the other case, just pause and just honor what's going on with you and be okay with it. And I think that's that was a big lesson for me to realize there there are so many blessings in my life already. Just just take a moment to appreciate them more and more and more. And you don't have to go that fast. You don't have to, not everything has to be done right now, like Rome was not built in a day. And sometimes in my business, I felt like I haven't done enough. I don't have a lot of things. I mean, even though it was an amazing year, I did a a TEDx talk. I, I launched these podcasts, you know, 
last year, I had amazing connections that had amazing opportunities. I, I, I met incredible people that are now part of my life, of my network, of my, you know, you know, people that I admire, people that I connect with, that I, I can even interview them and bring you them here so you can listen to their wisdom. I mean, it was an amazing year. But at the end, the last week of the year, I fell in a in a dark place, and I I felt the I don't know maybe it was it was really cold <laughs> where I live, and that probably affected me. I was hibernating, and you know, for for a few days, I fell in my in in my lowest or at my lowest. Um, you know how the tide, like when you are in the oceans and you see the waves and they go up and down. So I felt like I was in a very low tide just the last week of the year. And I don't, I mean, I, I don't know if you have ever experienced any, any, you know, that, you know, probably, you know, some, some, Sometimes we we experience and we face challenges, and I believe that how we confront those challenges define how quickly we can be out of that situation. And you know, I found myself very lost in in those few days of the year, and because I couldn't pull myself. Like I, even though I have a lot of tools and I practice a lot of things and I, um, and I have collected over the years, amazing, amazing ways that help me to, to get back, but I couldn't just do it alone. I, you know, it, it, I knew this time that when that happened, I not only have an amazing network of resources that have so much experience, but I also have gained so much wisdom throughout the years. So I knew that combining multiple things and making sure my body, my mind, my spirit were all in sync, I could get out of that groomy place. And I got to tell you, it was amazing. The amount of people that supported me, the amount of people that gave me, you know, a word of encouragement that sent me messages or, or that just said, Hey, I'm here for you. If you need me or that don't, they didn't even say anything. Some, you know, most people didn't know that this was happening, but I somehow felt their energy felt how they were connected, how they were so happy celebrating the year. And I tapped into that happiness or into that energy that they had. And somehow that helped me tremendously. And I got renewed. I got to use some incredible new things that I'm going to, I can't wait to share all the details about that in in a in an episode that I will just dedicate for well-being practices and the things that you can do if you are you know feeling down and if you are in a low tide but today episode it's about cybersecurity and it's about the cyber predictions for 2023 and i want to i want to talk about that because you know, when you can anticipate or when you can at least think about what will be happening this year, then you will be able to 
anticipate that those things that could happen, happen to you. Am I making sense? Right? So if I know that this year, you know, something could happen and there are signs of that thing that could happen, and if I'm aware, and we talk about being aware, right? If I'm aware of those things that are happening, I can take an action and I can be more intentional in what I do, or I can be more mindful in what I do when it comes to technology. So what? So I, I went and I spent hours, I had to tell you, hours and hours and hours reading all the predictions because I wanted to see a perspective, not only from tech companies, but also, you know, what are some of the predictions for consumers? What are some of the predictions in the education sectors? What are some of the predictions in manufacturing? What What are some of the predictions by top players in the tech space or in the cybersecurity space? And there's so many amazing reports and so many juicy things and some very technical things, I got to tell you. Yeah, but I went deep and um, because I know it's it's a message that is so important to you. And I want to, uh, after just diving into this, you know, summarize it for you so you know exactly what are the things that you need to pay attention to. And that brings me to the number one prediction. And, you know, this is from, from you know, Gartner is one of the big research uh, platforms that exist, and they they do more than just research. But you know, they were talking about some of the things that could happen, and it was not just Garden. Garden, it was many other companies that were talking about number one prediction that with the uncertainty of the economy and you know the the recession and all these words that are out there of potential. Um, recession coming up or or economic downtime, that that could bring a whole new level of cyber monsters attacking or using that economic uncertainty to get to you and to me. And how how what does that mean? So you know when economic down you know economic issues or economic downturns happened or or a recession, you know, there are things that could happen. Number one, companies could decide to cut on their expenses, right? So if they have a budget for cybersecurity or for technology or for things and they are in a tough spot, they might say, you know what, I can't I cannot invest anymore in this. I just gonna pause these projects or I gonna pause and I gonna, you know, lower my spend to protect that, which in fact increases the risk of cyber attacks that will cost more money. So that's one of the predictions. So as you as more pressure on the economic side, lowering the budget might create more cyber attacks. The other thing is not only that that could happen for companies when you when we cut budget, when we cut things, but the other the other side of the coin is that more emails or more things that relate to what's happening can be created in order for 
you know, people that are in a desperate position or situation go for it. So an example, like if you have, if you lo- if you lose your job, if you don't have a job, or if you are with a lot of financial pressure, and you see an email offering s- some amazing opportunities, offering some relief programs from the government, or offering some things that you know might sa- sound like super attractive, considering the the financial situation that you might or your family might have or your business might have i just want you to think twice on that and that just be intentional aware and mindful with any email that relates to that to that economic uncertainty and just be sure just confirm just make sure that you can know this is coming from a trustworthy source. So if it's an email, don't click on an email. Don't click on a text message. If there is something that is being offered to you by a government, then just go to the government side because, or by a company, just go to that company because there is just so easy for someone to try to exploit the, you know, the tension and the financial constraints that we may 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 experience, and I, I can feel for this when I had I gotta tell you the amount of emails for loans or you know money or this or that for not just for my company but for for myself. I see that, and every time I see one of those emails, what I do is I report that phishing email so that my email system will know. That's a you know a, uh, a fake and uh, a, uh, a phishing or, or a scam email, and that way it can be minimized and it can be recognized by my platform. So that's number one. So the second prediction, and this one came from Forbes, and it, they were talking about you know there is a. Te- uh, uh, I guess a new technology or a new way of doing cyber, and it's called zero thro- trust. Zero trust, and it's zero trust is pretty much that it's a concept that you you never trust, but you always verify. So never trust, always validate. What does that mean? So it means that if, for example, you have access to something in your company or in in your, you know, something that is important, you always have access to that information. Not just because you always have access, you can open it easily or you can open it all the time. So that means that every time you might want to open something, that is so sensitive in your organization, you are just going to identify and validate that you are really you. Make sense? So it's that kind of um, validation or, or instead of just granting a blanket access to everything that you have in your company. So that zero trust, in that zero trust, you are continuously validated. You are assessed, reassessed, and authorized, reauthorized all the time. So just a way of thinking differently. I remember when my identity was stolen, of course, it was so painful. 
it, you know, I have to prove that I was the real me over and over and over for six years. And I think the first, the first years I was overwhelmed so much because every time I traveled, I was sent back to the room or the police or, or the TSA agents will escort me from, you know, from the counter of TSA and they will have these flashing red lights that will come and get me and take me to the room. And like, I was really, you know, I felt like I have to prove that I'm innocent every single time. But what I did, um, you know, towards the end, I was anticipating, anticipating, and I have all my information. I have my papers. And the moment I went into the TSA counter, I told them, hey, here's what's going on. This is what happened. You're going to send me to the room. You know, I have more control on that. And I think when I think about some of the predictions and some of the things that are happening is, what are the what how can we anticipate these things and what are the actions that we can take in advance right so like in my case with my with my identity theft i i show them in advance so i was proactive and I didn't feel like a victim at the in my last year and i don't know why i didn't think about this you know, at the beginning of my case, but uh, it was just so overwhelming, probably that I just couldn't think straight. Um, but so as you anticipate, you can regain your power. And that's the message I want to give you with this. Now, another prediction, number three, is that ransomware attacks may continue to happen. Of course, this, this prediction came from IBM and it says ransomware attacks attacks are rebounding, but not for all. And there were so many industries that were attacked and that, you know, were affected last year. I mentioned before, you know, manufacturing and different companies, supply chain attacks and all of those different type of ransomware situations that compromise not only, you know, the, the ability for a company to operate, but also because when a ransomware attack happens, these attackers or these cyber monsters will make a copy of the data before they encrypt the data. And if you remember what ransomware is, is that, you know, that type of malicious program that locks down everything and you are not able to access that. But the thing is, they may have a copy before of that information being locked down or encrypted. And that's how they they try to they they try to um increase the chances of you know paying the ransom, the company paying the ransom or even an individual paying the ransom by threatening that person with disclosing that information. So that's a you know it's it's how they are operating. Now for 2023, 23, the ransomware attacks will continue. And that's the prediction that, you know, larger and bigger organizations and there is this ransomware as a service. I mean, imagine that somebody hires somebody else to do ransom for them and to ransom another company. And, you know, the more 
that you can prepare for a ransomware attack and the more that you can be clear on the steps that you or your organization needs to take before that attack can happen so you can go back into your business, you can go back into your operations as fast as you can and without maybe paying. So there are many things that I would love to share and I just, you know, obviously... (laughs) I want to cover the predictions here, but I want you to know there are so many resources and I want, I I encourage you to check out, you know, what are the things that you can do? You can go to my website, sandraestuk.com. I have, you know, blog posts and more information about, you know, how can you prevent ransomware and what are the things that you can do to prevent and prepare your organization or yourself, because it also happened to individuals and not be a victim of cyber, you know, of ransomware or have to pay a ransom for that. Now, um, with that, of course, it comes more, um, I'm just looking, I'm I'm reading my notes, just so you know, (laughs) that's why uh, I'm looking at the camera, um, I have my iPad, I'm just, you know, trying to to be as effective as I can because I want to make sure that I that I cover all the things that I plan to cover. Um, I want to talk about. Let's see. Just give me one. Yeah. So I want to talk about some of the predictions that also can affect consumers. So we, you know, just to summarize, we talk about recession, we talk about some of the ransomware, and we talk about, let's see, what was the other one that we talk about? Ransomware, we talk about the zero trust and um, technology or uh, concept, you know, being more deployed towards their years. There is also an opportunity for hackers to be higher. And we talk about, you know, like ransomware for hire or cybercrime for for hire that, you know, that's one of the prediction. And it's especially tied to the recession. I mean, easy jobs, you know, people might be tempted to, to be mules or to be part of you know these these organizations and and they might they might know it or they might not know it that that's the case i mean the more pressure in the economy the more possibilities that this prediction can happen and then there are predictions about increasing greater privacy and regulatory pressures for companies governments organizations and you know this year there are five major states that will have new privacy laws in the United States. And that that means that more there is more emphasis in pro, you know, protecting consumers' information and making sure that there are some boundaries around privacy. So that's a great prediction. And I love it because as a as a privacy also uh, professional i love to see more you know more cohesive laws and more cohesive practices that we can incorporate across all the states in in 
in the U.S. So it's not so complicated for companies to operate or to do things different for this state versus that state. So hopefully, you know, the more the more states join and the more the more of a case for having a federal law that can be an overarching privacy regulations like in the in the European market there is the GDPR and I work a lot in the GDPR implementing the GDPR privacy framework and helping companies really you know knowing and and building a privacy program so they can operate in a way that aligns with the regulation now, for consumers, and I want to touch this one because, of course, we talk about companies, and I just touched briefly in some of these predictions, but I wanted to talk about some of the predictions that are more related to you and me, like cons- more consumer base. And although the ones I already cover, they they do matter to you, you know, the economy matters, ransomware matters, and you know, having having knowing all of these things that can help you at a personal level. But there are other things that could be happening. And number one is if you're a gamer or you have kids that are gamers and that love um, that, there there is a prediction about more increased fraud and more increased scams and threats in that in all these services, whether it's the gaming or streaming services. Because, of course... There, there are, you know, you know, a couple of things that could happen there, you know, subscription fraud, like trying to get an account and then you get impersonated or uh, offers to pay a subscription on services that don't exist and new consoles that, mm, you know, there is a shortage, I think, uh, on, on that. That's what I'm reading shortage of gaming consoles and the new ones that are coming out are so attractive that people will do anything to get them and they might get into these generous giveaways or discounted programs or um, offers and I just want you to pay attention especially if you have kids that come and say hey you know I I want this game and here is a grace 50% off or whatever be very intentional, aware, and mindful before you click on any link and teach your kids or your family members or your spouse to do that because the prediction is that more and more fraud will be around that gaming and streaming services. Um, The other prediction, and this one was so interesting, it's about the social media and the metaverse. Meta has so many you know, the, there has there has been some in, some attacks that have happened in that world. You know, more from a how can I explain this? Let me think. You have an avatar when you are into the metaverse, and as an avatar that avatar in that reality could be attacked, and there has been some. Um, literature or some articles around that and especially for women uh, you know going into that virtual reality and if you change settings in your account if you like you know to explore and, and you go and use these new technologies 
just be very intentional, aware, and mindful about the settings or someone asks you to change the, the 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 security features of the you know of the solutions that could allow you know people within the metaverse universe to get close to you. And I know it sounds you know complicated and I, I you know there are not there are three hundred thousand users at least in one of the platforms. It's not you know everyone is not using this yet. But it's just something that is out there and, and there is this conversation about the potential cyber attack that could happen in that universe or in that reality, virtual reality, and how that could affect businesses that are exploring or that are incorporating this technology into their services. So that's the prediction. Would it happen in 2023? Would it happen soon? I don't know. But like I said, I just wanted to tell you what I read and that is interesting to me that you know the metaverse was one of the the things that most companies were talking about as potential risks for 2023 and beyond. The other one was about all the education platforms and the learning systems. And this one, of course, because we after the pandemic we have gone so much into the virtual learning and you know again an opportunity for cyber monsters to exploit that and you know when i think about schools when i think about you know the programs that are out there and how they could definitely um affect organizations and how sometimes schools are a big target for these for this scammers and cyber monsters. And so what what would you do that? I will say, you know, the with the prediction about this. Um I will say with with your children, if you have children or if you have teenagers and you have information your school, be always aware of the kind of information that you share or or the the details about your children that you share. Um, you know, filing or, or filling forms with maybe their social security number or their, you know, personal information or providing so much detail about your children. And because definitely, you know, the education is a sector that is highly targeted and cybercrime and identity theft can happen to children as well. So, you know, I, I know this, this, this is, why it matters to you, even though, you know, the target might be the platforms and the, 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 the tools that are used. But I want you to know that it's not just the technology that cyber monsters go after. They also go after your children or your family data because they can monetize that too. So those were the predictions on the consumer side. And now, there's a lot of things in here and I wanted to unpack only a few because, you know, like, like I said, the predictions are all over and and the predictions that, you know, there will be more cryptocurrency scams, investment, investment scams, fake loans and metaverse, as I mentioned, and the ransomware and, you know, this. economic 
prediction because of of or this increase the increase of economic prediction uh, economic uncertainties messages or uncertainty fake fishing or or that that could create more more opportunity for cyber monsters to capitalize as the spending is also reduced in cybersecurity for the companies that are having uh or that are deciding to lower their budget or not to hire or to actually let go some people in the tech side you know that that that's just for you to be aware and if you are like what would you do with all of this you know if i if for me knowing about this gives me three things you know gives me uh an opportunity to to look at my year and decide okay how am i going to be what is 2023 for me like what what do i want 2023 to be let's say for my business and for my personal life and i i've done that exercise and i have intentionally put few practices and few things that will allow me to be more on purpose about the things that I do. So I'll give you an example. So for me, protecting my my bank account is so important and protecting our financials. So what we decided and what we're doing is I have separated a computer a laptop that I, I I I'm actually bought a new laptop and now my old laptop I just rebuild it and use it and that is going to be the only thing that I will do in that laptop so I'm not going to browse I'm not going to use it for anything else I'm just going to use it for paying bills and just checking my financials why because when we use multiple devices and when you use things to go, if you do online banking or if you do things, um, if you get malware in that computer, you know, malware, malicious software in that computer or in that phone, what that, what that means is you could compromise your bank accounts easily. So I intentionally said, you know, because it's going to be a year of expansion for me, I know it's a year where I'm going to be more and more open to, you know, more visible out there. I want to make sure that my financials and, and the way that I'm keeping my information protected, I'm going to close it as much as I can. So that's just one example where I, 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 I could take an action. Now, that is being intentional, you know, being intentional, deciding ahead of time, what am I going to do? Now, because now I have all this awareness, I know, okay, if I'm a gamer, you know, all these things could happen. I'm not going to use the same computer for my games that I use for my financials or for, you know, when I do sensitive transactions online. If I am, if I am, you know, someone that likes to click on things, 
um, I'm more aware now that that's not the case, that I'm going to be more, you know, paying more attention. And, you know, that, that, that's the kind of thing that you could plan your year. And I really encourage you to just don't feel overwhelmed. Just pick one thing that you would love with all of these things that we talk about that you would love to be, to see different, to be different for 2023. If you work in a company or if you own a company or if you know for your personal life if you don't want to become a victim of ransomware i encourage you to check out you know when was the last time you did a backup do you have a recent backup do you have any data you know store where if something happens you can go back to that data and restore it without the need of paying for ransom you know, that, that will be an example of how you could do this plan and how you could use this information to create your plan. Um, so lastly, you know, being mindful and how, how you use your mind, how you use being present for, for protecting your information. In my case, how I'm using to be mindful is how it's with with doing one thing at a time and not multitasking and if i'm doing this podcast or if i'm doing my research if i'm doing like i'm really going to do that and reduce the temptation to try to do multiple things at the same time because when i try to do many things at the same time not only i don't finish <laughs> neither one, but I also scatter my brain so much that it's not helpful. And on top of that, it could put me at risk because I might answer something or I might say something or I might click into something easier with an, you know, more, more easily if I'm not really focused on what I'm doing. So for my mind, I'm really like one thing at a time and just get that done and then move to the next one. And what I'm realizing is so much productivity and so much focus when I do that happens. And, and I love that. I, I'm, I'm just all for it right now. So again, summarize, be intentional, be aware and be mindful and whatever predictions you have in the year, you know, or whatever predictions, whether in the tech side or cybersecurity or predictions in your environment, in your industry, in what you're doing, all I want you to, to consider is the, the BIM framework, the be intentional, aware and mindful that can help you, whether you are online or offline. I mean, I truly believe that. And I just... I'm excited to share this with you because it has changed my life in so many ways. So anyway, that's our very long episode today. <laughs> so I wish you a wonderful 2023. Stay safe. Be intentional. Be aware and mindful. And have a wonderful, wonderful year. And let's do this together, right? Have a happy day and bye for now. Mwah, mwah. Ciao, ciao. Thank you for listening. I'm so grateful for you today. So if you enjoyed this episode, please tag me in social media at way to protect Again, it's way number two, protect. And let me know if this episode has helped you. I would love to hear from you. And if you like to know more about me, 
check out my resources at my website, sandraestock.com. And remember, be intentional, be aware, and be mindful. Be I am. Be I am now. <laughs>